Welcome to the Female Millennial Entrepreneur Podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs and business owners, where we talk about all the things that we're going through as women running businesses. I'm Alessandra Polina, and I'm so excited to make some connections and learn from each other today. Okay, I want to talk about some ways that you can get your business out there besides social media. I love social media as much as the next person when it comes to what you can do with it for getting attention to your business, um, for getting yourself out there, for spreading your message, for actually interacting with people in your community. I think it is awesome, obviously. But one thing that I notice a lot is that people get really um, kind of stuck in their thinking about, oh, I'm already putting out all of these things on my social media pages. Um, you know, I'm doing so much. This is my marketing. And honestly, unless you are doing a lot of advertising on your social media, which I mean, some people do and that's fine. Um, but then that becomes advertising and obviously gets expensive quickly. Um, there's only so much that you can really do with your social media. There's only so many people you're going to reach. Um, I mean, of course, you know, there's a lot you can do with hashtags on Instagram in terms of getting in front of a wider audience than just your followers um, and getting noticed for certain things. But unless you have a really good plan for drawing those people in and um, having them then become a follower um, where they can then take more action, then you know, you're, you're mostly reaching the people who are already following you. I mean, when it comes down to it, the people that you are consistently touching day to day are the people who are following you. And that can be great. Um, that can be great. What if you have 30,000 people following you? And it can also be great if you have 200 people following you because sometimes that's all you need. But for the vast majority of the people that I talk to, they, actually feel a little bit stumped as far as why am I not, you know, getting farther with this? You know, what else should I be doing? I'm not getting enough people interested. I'm not getting enough interaction, not getting enough engagement. This isn't turning into sales. And honestly, I mean, social media is not, is not for sales. I mean, it's not, that should not be your main sales strategy, um, because that's really not the best thing for it. Social media is for engagement, for building relationships, for being social, and then there needs to be more to it to actually turn that into sales. Um, but again, I mean, you'll hear me say this again and again, marketing it can't, it can't be one thing. You can't have all of your eggs in one basket. And so if social media is the main thing you're doing and you feel like you don't know what else you should be doing, um, there are some other things you can do that are easy enough to do. And, you know, if you can do, 
your own Instagram, you can do these things. So I wanted to go into a couple of things. Um, I think I have five, five things here that are all ways that you can market your business besides social media. So again, social media is amazing. Um, I'm not saying to stop doing your social media. I'm just saying here are some ways that you can go beyond that. Um, these will work in addition to and alongside your social media efforts and all the social media marketing that you've already been doing and will continue to do. Um, so the first one is get on a podcast. How easy would it be for you to get on here and start talking to me about your business and, um, you know, connect with people in another way. The thing about podcasts is you can feel like you get to know someone really quickly when you hear their voice and hear the way they talk. And now I'm going to be really self-conscious about the way I'm talking right now (laughs) because I don't really usually think about it that much. Um, but I know it's true. I can listen. There are some people who I listened to the first episode or two of their podcast and I just like, I just like them. You know what I mean? And I'm sure you know, I'm sure that's happened to you too. If you listen to podcasts, you can get a really good sense of just like whether you like someone, like almost kind of for no reason, like, you know, su- almost superficially, I guess, um, just by like, if you like the sound of their voice and the ways that they talk. Um, and then of course also the things that they say, but I almost feel like that comes secondary a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, so if you can get yourself on a podcast, which you can, um, you can use some of, you know, the PR tactics for doing that. You use your media pitching, um, skill and just tell someone why you would be great to be a guest on their podcast. I'm not saying you need to start your own podcast. Um, but you also could do that. <laughs> but try to become a guest on a couple of podcasts. It gives you a chance to get your story out there. It gives you a chance to connect with different audiences. It's all about getting in front of different audiences. They can still be, they should still be the same types of people who resonate, um, you know, you resonate with and who could become customers or clients, but they will be different audience than what is on already following you on your social media. Um, all you need to do usually is look for different podcasts that are relevant to you and what you can talk about and who also do, do share, you know, similar demographics for your, for audience. Um, and then search them, you know, look at, see if they have a website, a lot of podcasts, do have a website associated with them. So, you know, if you're doing, you're searching on like your Google, um, your Apple, well, whatever it is, your iTunes podcast app or your Google play store or whatever, um, to find some podcasts and, you know, listen through to them, but then look them up online, find a website. A lot of them will have a form right on the website for how to submit a guest for yourself. A lot of them will have, um, specifics about what they look for in a guest and how to submit yourself if it's not via an, a form right on there. So 
you can see exactly what you need to do. You can see what they're looking for. If you've listened to some episodes, you know what types of guests they like to have, what the structure of the show is, and um, you know what kind of stories they might be interested in, and you can pitch yourself that way. Um, the great thing about podcasts is that they're so easy to just keep sharing. It's not just about the one time you're on the podcast and getting in front of that audience of whoever is listening, you know, the week that comes out, it's that you can use that then on your website. You can use that as content that you share in your social media, like over and over again, because it has so much information and detail about your story and your brand because you will have talked about it for, you know, whatever it is, the whole hour, the half hour show. So it's a really informative way to get more of yourself out there and let people who maybe they've already come to your website, but now you can really connect with them if you can get them to click on this podcast and learn more about you, hear more from you. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving, essentially. Um, The next thing you can do is write and submit a guest post. So similarly to podcasting, a guest post um, will allow you to distribute your information exactly the way that you want it, kind of. It'll be words coming directly from you to a different and hopefully larger audience. So again, you can start by finding websites that cover your niche or are similar, complementary to your niche and or your audience and look like they cover topics that are similar to things you would often talk about, um, you know, things that are relevant to the same things that are relevant to your people, um, but that they don't have articles that are exactly like what you would want to write about because obviously if they've just published something really similar, they're probably not going to want to do the same thing again. But if you can find things that are similar enough, you know that's something that's interesting to them. That's the type of thing they think their readers want to learn more about and hear more about and see. So you might already know exactly what these websites are, which is awesome. They might be websites you yourself look at or things, you know, places you've seen people that are in your same industry um, that you've seen them be on or be featured in or things like that. Or you might need to do a good old Google search again and start looking for things that are similar and would make sense. And once you do that, again, look under like the contact us tab or even the about us page on the website and see if it says anything about accepting guest posts and how to submit one. Because a lot of them do. A lot of these, you know, a lot of these sites, you can tell they're kind of have a lot of aggregate information and they, they have a lot of different, um, authors listed on the site, or you can tell that different pieces are by different people. And, you know, sometimes you can even click on the author and see that they've only written like one or two articles on the site, then that means they might be guest posts. Um, so that's a good indication that they're, that they would accept that even if there's not information specifically like that says, here's how to submit a guest post. Um, and in that case, you can find contact information for the editor or, you know, whoever you can find that, that is running the website and kind of pitch them on a guest post. So, 
what you can, what you would do is write a really, really great article that shows off your expertise or whatever it is that you really want to be getting out there in a really relatable, clear way. You know, it has to be a good piece. Um, that's useful and helpful to their audience and then try to submit it. Um, and if there's, again, if there's no specific like submit a guest post instruction, then just email the actual post to the editor and have a short note at the beginning that explains that you'd like to submit your piece for publication. Here it is. They can either, you can either say they can edit it as, as needed to fit to the site or that they can, you know, contact you and you're happy to edit it, um, according to any suggestions they might have or things like that. Cause sometimes they will have specifics, but keeping it as easy as possible means you've already written the post. They can see the whole thing. It cuts down on a lot of steps. Whereas, you know, as opposed to just writing an email saying, I would love to submit a post, um, on this and that, like, can I write something for you? They may never get back to you. They may, um, you know, it, there may end up being a lot of back and forth steps if they have to say, yes, that sounds good. Like what would this piece look like? And then have to give you specifics. I'd rather you just write a whole piece, submit it, and then they can see how great it is. And then they're more likely to be like, yeah, let me just use this. Or they see how great of a writer and how, you know, useful your information is. And then they'll know it's worth coming back to you with thoughts or suggestions or edits if there's something that needs to be changed. Okay. The third one is to participate in in-person events. Um, this may or may not be applicable to you depending on what type of business you have, but for many businesses, um, an in-person event can be a great way to get in front of people. There's nothing better than face-to-face interaction. That is the best way to build a fast and strong connection with somebody. Um, it can be scary because you're literally putting yourself out there as much as you possibly can. Um, and it can be hard logistically just because you need to find something that is relevant, that is in a place that you can get to at a time that you can feasibly be there. But if you can make this happen and there are events that make sense, this has a huge potential for immediate return. You can go to an event, meet people face to face, talk to them and go home with a customer or a client. Um, that's really like, there really may be no faster way to have good success. Um, but a couple of things to keep in mind are go into it, having a really specific, straightforward explanation of what you do and what you offer people and what you want them to do. Um, have a real, you know, have a real tangible thing, measurable thing that you want to come out of this. Um, are you trying to get people to sign up for your email list so you can keep in touch with them later? Um, make it easy, make it obvious, you know, don't just have a piece of paper with you with, you know, pens on a table and hope that people are going to go up to it and start filling it out. Like hand it to people, hand it to everyone you talk to as you're talking to them and 
say like, oh, would you mind filling this out like real quick? I'd love to be able to keep in touch later and you know, continue this conversation or be here for any questions you may have or something like that. You don't want to be obnoxious about it. If they don't seem into it, you don't want to, you know, continue to push it, but you will get so many more responses if you actually just ask for it and kind of work it into the natural conversation so that it's not just like people walk up to you and you hand them a clipboard and say, sign up here you know, but you actually have a conversation. You're getting to know these people, you're talking to them, and then you can work that into it and say, you know what? I'd love if you would put your email down on this list so that I can keep in touch with you. Um, if you're a brick and mortar business with an actual address or like a physical location, be sure to tell every single person where it is and personally invite them in to stop by, you know, during your working hours, specify that you'll be there and it would be great to see them come in. Things like that, like is what make people act on something because they'll feel welcome. They'll feel like, yeah, that actually sounds really cool. Like I should try to stop in during, you know, sometime when she's there next time. Um, they'll remember you a lot more if you provide these specifics, then if you don't. So if you can say, you know, my store is right on the corner of like Main Street and, um, you know, you might have seen it before. It has like a pink awning on it. You know, they're going to be able to picture that in their head, even if they've never been there and haven't actually seen it and don't know what you're describing. Providing specifics lets them kind of imagine it in their head and then they're going to remember that later on when they go home. So again, even if they've never seen your space, if you describe something about it, or it, I mean, there are other examples too, I guess, if you have something really noticeable on your table or really, um, unique about whatever you're saying or doing, or, you know, again, like a little prop or something like that, they're going to remember those things and they might not remember the person at the table next to you who is just kind of standing there with everything regular and doesn't give specifics. Um, because that's, that's the main thing is you want to make sure they're going to act on something and remember you later, even if they've met, you know, 20 people at this same event. Okay. The next one is cross promoting with other brands or at least another brand. This is awesome because it allows you to actually literally tap into another brand's audience in like a really obvious way. Like it's like, that's what a cross promotion is. Like you'll promote my thing to, to your people and I'll promote your thing to my people basically. So doing something like this is just, I mean, obviously you want to find someone who has a different audience than yours. It has to be similar. It has to be the same demographic, but a different audience so that you're actually reaching a broader group of people than who you'd be reaching on your own. Um, but this can be something like putting product or even, a, even putting printed marketing material in their location. If they have a, a brick and mortar location, maybe that's in a different area than yours. Um, it could be something like shouting you out in their email newsletter. If they have an email that goes out to, you know, a couple thousand people every month or something. 
Um, or it can be a, like an in-person event. Maybe you do one together and you each invite your audiences or maybe they're hosting an event and you want to be a part of it. You just ask if you can do something either at the event or say that you'll help promote their event to your people. Again, if, if they'll mention you in some way as a sponsor or a partner or something like that. Um, and that's the key is to, to have it be benefiting both of you. It's a cross promotion. So it's not just you trying to get in on their thing. You need to also be making sure that they're getting something out of it too. And if you feel like you don't have much of an audience at all, um, I mean, that can be fine too. They might be open to it, but be honest. Don't try to make it seem like you have this huge audience that you're going to be promoting them to. Um, because really a true cross promotion does benefit both sides, but maybe there's something you can offer that is a little bit different than, you know, the audience. Maybe you can help in some other way with, with the event, offer some of your product, something like that. That's still cross promotion. Um, but you know, be clear that you want to make sure that you're getting in front of their audience, that they're mentioning you. That's what you want out of it. Um, because you need to be honest about what you both are going to get out of it, what you both want out of it to make sure that it's making sense and it's really beneficial to both. And the last one I want to talk about is asking for referrals. You would be surprised how many people don't ask for referrals. Um, you'd be surprised how many people don't even think to ask for referrals. And you'd be surprised how many people are willing to refer you to their networks if you did just ask, but they're not going to think about it by themselves for whatever reason. Um, there are really like official ways you can do this by creating a real referral program where maybe there's an incentive for referring you to a new customer or some kind of system where if they refer this many people to you, they'll get something in return, things like that. But it also can be really easy and simple and basic. You can just say something to current customers as they're, you know, leaving your location or, when you're talking to them next time, maybe if it's not even like a, you know, if you don't have a brick and mortar or it's not a, you know, something where you're seeing people face-to-face for appointments or meetings, you can email them however you interact with them. But just say, you know what, I would love if you pass along my information to one or two people that you know. Um, you can say something like, you are one of my favorite clients or customers or one of my, you know, best customers. And I would love if you have any friends who are similar to you, who might also appreciate working with me or whatever it is, um, pass along my information or let them know that I'd be happy to have them come in sometime or something like that, depending on what makes sense for your business. Um, And depending on your business, again, it can also sometimes be effective to do this in reverse because again, you know, I'm all about making it as easy as possible for the person that you're asking for something from. So if you want a referral from someone, you can also ask them 
if they have someone that they think might be able to use your services, and you can literally say, do you mind if I'd reach out to them personally? And depending on what their relationship is with this person and how much of a good fit they think you would be for them, you know, for something like a service-based business specifically, I think this can work really well. Like if I know somebody who I know would be interested in your service, I have a, you know, a friend or another business owner that I know needs this service. I mean, I can't even use this as a personal example because I'm always all about telling everybody I know when I work with someone who's good and telling them they should use them too. But I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people will like have a great accountant and just not talk about it, you know? So you could say, listen, do you know of of anyone who, who you think could use my services? And do you mind if I reach out to them? And then you email or call the person and say, Hey, so-and-so told me you might be looking for a great accountant and, um, I have some openings coming up next month and would be happy to go over your needs. Something like that can be really effective because honestly, what's easy, what's better and easier than having the person who service you need come to you and tell you that a, your friend already uses them and likes them and that they want to work with you and can offer exactly what you need. You know, it's not, again, not in a pushy way, but it doesn't have to be pushy. So it doesn't have to be weird to reach out to someone. Um, again, this, you have to really ask if, if the referrer is comfortable with this, I would not try to just get somebody's friends or, you know, acquaintances information and reach out saying that so-and-so uses me and I'd also like to work with you. Some people won't be comfortable with you ever doing that no matter what, but some will. And you'll never know unless you ask. There's so much you can get out of just asking people for things that you want sometimes, you guys. So those are five things that will all help get you in front of more people. And often I would say almost, I would say all of those, almost all of those will help you build a stronger feeling of connection faster than you would get on social media. You will actually draw people in more and build more of a relationship doing one of these things one time than you will on having somebody follow you on social media for weeks, even months, I think. So yes, that's because most of them are more personal than social media. Most of them are even more time consuming probably than social media, but they're going to get you results. So it can be worth it to put yourself out there in that way. Um, that's why they're effective and that's why they're worth doing. Um, and again, not saying this is instead of, but this is just in addition to. So the first one was get on a podcast. The second one was to write and submit a guest post for a website or even someone else's blog or whatever kind of platform it is. The third one was participate in an in-person event. The fourth one was cross promote with another brand. 
And the fifth one was to ask for referrals. So I think if you try to do even two of those things this month, it will move the needle in your business. So if you ever think, oh, I feel like there's something else I should be doing besides social media or, oh, I feel like I'm doing really awesome with my social media, but it's not necessarily resulting in new clients or customers as quickly as I want it to. These are the things to give a try. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to visit polinapr.com slash podcast and leave a comment in the comment form there. If you have any suggestions on people who you think should be on the podcast, feel free to submit it as well. And lastly, if you think that you might want to be on the podcast, you know, that was number one on this episode of things you could do if you want to try to get yourself out there more, you can submit yourself. Again, it's on polinapr.com slash podcast. That's P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R.com slash podcast. And you can submit yourself or someone that you know at the submit a guest button. You can also send a suggestion or any questions that you would like to either be answered on a future episode or just to be answered via email, depending on what the case may be right there on the comment form. So also feel free to subscribe if you have not yet and leave a review of the podcast so other people can find it if you found anything useful here today. I would also love to hear of any success you have if you decide to implement any of the tricks and tactics that we went over here today. So put those in the comment form too or comment on Instagram at either the Female Millennial Entrepreneurs um, page or on mine at, which is at Polina PR, P-O-L-L-I-N-A-P-R. Can't wait to hear what great things you get done. So that's it for today. See you next time.